One game left. It is senior day as we welcome you into our final Skyhawks football coaches corner here at the Glacier Club. Joined by Skyhawks head football coach Johnny Cox, wide receivers coach Donnie Moore, and sophomore linebacker Carter Cameron. As always, guys, thank you so much for joining. Um, is it kind of amazing we're here already? It seems like it's a quick. blink of an eye ago it's we were quick. talking about the first game of the season. Yeah, you got to cherish those moments of football season because after football season, you're just getting ready for the next football season. So, yeah, it's, it goes by very fast. So, yep. Yeah, and maybe we're going to talk a little bit in the show about what's going on in terms of offseason mm -hmm. for this program. Um, really fun time for Skyhawks Athletics, a, a nationally ranked soccer team. Uh, did I, I thought I spotted you at the game. Yeah. That oh, yeah, definitely. Fun game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I mean, I graduated from Fort Lewis, so I definitely take a lot of pride in every athletic event and achievement that the school has. So, yeah, that was good, sweet. Um, yeah, it was a great atmosphere there. Yeah. And uh, I think it was, you know, well, well ranked as far as like attendance. It seemed like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. I didn't graduate. Are you rubbing it in? Trying to. I'm trying to. <laughs> you want up with me? Why are you yeah. jamming me up, bro? Oh, you did. I didn't know you did graduate. <laughs> I don't think that puts me in a minority. Before, Lewis, by the way. <laughs> Let's uh, go ahead and check on our community scoreboard, our uh, our football scoreboard. Mancus Blue Jays. I was down there on Friday as they start playoff football. A fifty-two to nothing victory over Fowler in eight man. By the way. A 16-team field in eight-man football is a little ridiculous for playoffs. <laughs> that should be like a 12 or anything. Right. How many, how many of these? Yeah, how many teams are eight-man? Yeah. yeah, it's funny. But Mankus has a great team. They are number one ranked eight-man team in the state, um, really being driven by Kale Wayman. 24 touchdowns on the year, 126 yards per game. Um, I went there expecting to see a track meet, and you know what I was impressed with? Mm. They're linebackers. Oh, Man, nice. their linebackers come downhill. There you go. Yeah. Um, I actually didn't even know shutouts were possible in eight-man football, but they did it. Uh, and if they take care of business, if both teams take care of business, we may be looking at a rematch of their one loss on the season, uh, Haxton, for the state championship. Um, they're going to play Sedgwick County on Saturday. Is it a little bit disappointing for you that in the playoffs, teams move to Saturday because you don't get to go? Yeah, recruit? yeah, yeah. That uh, It's frustrating a little bit. Yeah. I was all fired up to go the local game here and it's like well they play at the same time as us so. yeah are there players at that level at an eight-man level that can help you uh there's i mean there's players everywhere so i think it's individually based you know mm -hmm. there's definitely you know we're looking at, we we go to eight-man schools okay and um and see what they have and they there's some players that make us that we're we're definitely taking a look at yeah and so there's a it's just it's just like um, kind of going to the NFL. If, if you're good enough at the, at Fort Lewis, you'll go to the NFL. If you're good enough at Mancus, then you can play college football. So yeah, yeah, the opportunity presents itself if you if you have the skills. Yeah, so Mancus playing fo fun football. They're nine and one. Um, get down there if you want to go see some eight man football this playoff season. Pagosa Springs um, seated tenth. Got a first round victory. Upset La Junta fourteen to seven. They're in a little bit of an upset bracket as they're set to play this upcoming Saturday, number 15, Eaton, who beat number two-seeded Kenton Denver 31-28 to um, last weekend. Both teams 7-3. and three. Should be a little bit of an interesting dichotomy as Pagosa kind of relies on the ground game. Eaton is more air-heavy. I said this in an earlier uh, episode. 
Gavin Lindahl for Pagosa Springs kind of carrying the load, 135 yards per game on the ground. And, of course, locally, the three-man why, – why is three-man weird in Colorado? They delay a week to announce. Yeah, I don't know. I never understood why that was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, actually don't know that either. Yes. But uh, I was wondering when they were going to put out the bracket. Right. So they're the one team that hasn't had the first-round uh, game that we're talking about. They managed to get seated fourth. They'll play Saturday, 1 o'clock. They host Mead here in Durango. Get to that one if you can. Um Coming off a shutout victory over Palisade, 19 to nothing, that means they have won eight straight games. Um, and we've talked about Coach Burton's air raid before, I guess, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term. But their last three games have allowed zero points, seven points, zero points. It's good. <laughs> air raid defense, too, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Is, I mean, a lot of coaches talk about that, but how – Offense can be complementary to a defense and vice versa, right? Oh, uh, yeah, definitely. You know, it allows you as an offensive play caller, if the defense is, you know, and as a head coach, if the defense is stopping them, then you take more chances. You know, and if those start hitting, you get momentum, you know, and uh, then you're rolling, yeah. you know. But if you're, if you're kind of struggling back and forth, you got to be kind of, got to figure out what's, what's best. But if you're shutting them down, if they can't run the ball, they can't throw the ball, you got a great chance to, hey, let's, let's take a double move or whatever here. Speaking of chances, last week you sent Hunter out there for a 53-yard field goal. Get on the board first. Um, it was his longest career field goal. It was the longest field goal in Fort Lewis history in the last decade, I believe, 2013. What was the mindset? Why, why did you decide to take that chance? Well, we, we had a big emphasis about starting fast, you know, and we were able to take, down, take the ball down and drive and get into to range, and we definitely wanted to jump up on those guys, you know, to kind of – that's been our deal as far as like our perspective of the game. So I was like, okay, that's it's a, it's a bit of a challenge, but uh, Hunter stepped up. He's excited, and boom, he he gave us a lead. So you know, from that gives a lot of energy and juice, and allows us to battle. So it, it was worth it. You know, yeah. it's risky though. If he misses it, then you know, then ah, we're not we're not uh, we're not playing our best quite yet. But he hit it, so gave us some juice. Okay. Speaking of juice, speaking of energy, we're joined by wide receivers coach Donnie Moore, and I see you down there. All right. You're you're the uh, the amp. You're the hype man, right? You're getting the guys jacked up down there on the sideline. That's what I see. <laughs> Wash or dry. Is that is that how you view your job? It seems like a lot of guys on the coaching staff are sort of reserved and thinking about X's and O's, but man, you're down there kind of getting the troops going. Yeah. No. I mean, I feel like I I definitely bring a presence. Uh, I mean, hopefully a positive presence and an intense presence uh, to the coaching staff and to our team. And I definitely want to push those guys to be better, be better, you know, all around players and, uh, you know, teammates to one another. So this is your first year on this coaching staff at Fort Lewis. Um, I was looking back at your history a little bit and you have been part of a staff that has seen a little bit of a rebuild. From your perspective, what is what is the key to that, to getting things turned around? Um, from my perspective, uh, I mean, I think the, the biggest thing is to get buy-in from all of the players and from all the coaches. And then once you get that buy-in, uh, just continue to build on that from recruiting and, uh, you know, just allowing, allowing guys to do their job uh, like Coach Cox allows us to do, you know, allows us to coach our position and allows us to get the players that we, we need to be successful as we move forward. What do you see from your position on this team right now? Uh, I, see, I see guys who uh, definitely work hard. 
um, explosive. Uh, and, and, I mean, obviously, I mean, we, they play hard every week. They, uh, not once have I ever seen my guys give up. And obviously just trying to build on that because they are young freshmen, sophomores. I think I have a couple seniors in there, but mostly freshmen and sophomores. So just building from that. Yeah, this whole team seems like it's really freshman, sophomore heavy. Ultimately, what do you want this offense to be? Uh, I mean, obviously, as the receiver coach, I always want the ball to be in the air. But I, I feel like we are uh, better when we can run the football and be balanced in that, you know, in that aspect. I mean, if we if we can run the football, then the pass game is going to explode. So the, the better we can do in that, then, you know, we'll keep going from there. You came up from New Mexico. I don't want to ask you what what your experience in Durango has been because you've been part of a Fort Lewis College coaching staff before. Right. What brought you back? Um, well, Coach Cox brought me back. Uh, uh, I've known him for uh, quite a few years. Uh, known him for from a mutual friend, and we went to the same high school, Overland. Uh, <laughs> some years apart, but, <laughs> but definitely. Uh, though. Okay. Yeah. So Overland, and then. Um, but yeah, I mean, a mutual friend uh, connected us a few years back, and uh, I've been wanting to work with him for quite some time, and we finally got it to to we finally got to the point where we could work together. So it's, right. been, it's been awesome. Good to have you. Thank you. That's wide receivers coach Donnie Moore. We want to remind you that Skyhawks Coaches Corner is brought to you by Skyute Casino and TBK Bank. We'll take a look at Senior Day. And what's coming up for this Fort Lewis College Skyhawks football coaching staff as we head into the offseason next on Skyhawks Coaches Corner. We are at the Glacier Club for Skyhawks Coaches Corner as the Skyhawks football team preps for their final game of the season coming up this Saturday, November 11th. It will be Senior Day. It'll be First Responders and Veterans Day as Fort Lewis gets set to host the number one team in the country. Colorado School of Mines. What on earth has gotten into Colorado School of Mines? Great football yeah. team. They've got, I think, the D2 national champion cross country. Fort Lewis women just went down there and got beat by the number two seeded women's soccer team. Like, don't those kids have an education to yeah. focus on? Yeah, exactly. What are these kids doing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they've re definitely turned their program around. When when I played against them, like, we definitely were beating Mines. So, um, but, you know, they've, they've um, I guess, rebranded and uh, I started uh, uh, recruiting kids that wanted to be there and and really that's what their football team is you're playing you know if you look at like the defensive front you know they're three starting red shirt seniors so it plus they were in COVID so you know those guys have definitely had some some experience and that's really their entire defense you got a bunch of kids that want to be there and um, you know have persevered through the times of growing and then now they got a really good football team. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Get guys that want to be here at Fort Lewis College and then grow it from the ground up, and then it's sustainable. Yeah. Guys like Carter, by the way, thanks for coming on, man. Of course. Uh, playing linebacker, and to that point of development, you played every game last year as a freshman. You're playing a lot this year as a sophomore. What's, in terms of development as a college football player, what have you noticed the most about yourself? What does that, those game reps do for you? I feel like... Definitely the game slows down a bit. Um, you start to understand, you know, pictures, why they're doing whatever they're doing on, you know, if it's first and ten, second and five, third and short, you know, you have a good idea of what they're doing. And, you know, 
if they have gadgets, it's just, you know, business as usual for our defense. So, yeah. I love that word gadgets when it comes to football because it, it, it tells me that as a linebacker, it's all about your eyes, right? Yeah. Tell me about the art of reading an offense. Like when they do something, how do you know that's going to translate into, is that a matter of film study coaching? It's a little bit of both. I like um, coach Brown does a lot for us linebackers. Um, he gets our eyes right. Um, he tries to get our eyes right no matter what the formation is. So let's say it's like 11. So a running back and a tight end with three receivers and they have a tight end off the ball, then we're going to be reading that guy every time to see what he's doing because he usually has a good tell for what they're doing. How different is that at a college level for you versus what you were doing in high school? Because you were a great high school player. Yeah, it's way completely different. Uh, in high school, I was just looking at the guard, sometimes guessing what the play was, just to, you know, doing whatever I need to get the defense going. And now I know that, you know, if I do my job, I'll all the plays will come to me or I'll make the plays for my teammates. So it just feels good. Tell me about your game. What do you bring? Um, I like to bring athleticism and physicality. I like to make sure that the offensive linemen know that I'm there because usually, you know, big offensive linemen, they like to bully people. I like to try and come up and from five yards back, hit them as hard as I can. <laughs> Tell me about that feeling. Oh, it's good. I like it. <laughs> I, I've always felt this about football players. Like, to get to this level, you have to have discovered there's something about violence you like. You like, you choose violence. Yeah. Right. Because if violence. you don't like the physicality, you're going to watch out play pretty football. Quickly, right? Yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. That has to be the core. Of you, you got to be physical. It's a physical sport, and yeah, yeah you can't be avoiding well, that part of you, it. You're wide receiver. You're kind of a diva, right? That's true. I true. I was not very. <laughs> well, I, I try to be, but I'm sure those guys didn't think I was physical. <laughs> <laughs> but it's different for you've recruited everybody. It's different for a linebacker, isn't it? Yeah, you you definitely. I mean, there's attributes of every position mm -hmm. that you got to look for. You know, um, but the core has to be like, hey, the guy wants to be physical, you know, and then obviously you, you can't just have a physical receiver that's really slow or something. He has to be fast and catch. And, you know, linebacker, when we look at those guys, you want them to be productive and wanting to get to the ball. So, you know, and being able to read and have kind of a basis as we kind of look at those guys. So, yeah, everybody has to have the core of being physical and then be good at their uh, positions. Uh, speaking of getting to the ball, in the last couple weeks, there have been turnovers. There have been a handful of interceptions. Uh, does that, to you, indicate that maybe guys are comfortable about the scheme a little bit more as they, they learn? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. You know, you start when you're just swimming, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. Then you're kind of like, uh, you know, you're not going to have extra plays. or You're putting so much of your brain power just to line up and tackle that you don't have the presence of mind to already kind of anticipate, um, you know, what's going to happen and to be able to punch the ball out or, you know, have awareness, a quick peek back to the quarterback and intercept it or whatever it takes to really kind of be playing football in a comfort zone. It just takes time. Like, you know, he's, uh, the Carter's growing into being a, a really good player. It just, you know, those game reps are very important. Yeah. So. Yep. As we've talked about over and over, it feels like. Mm -hmm. uh, you're watching the Skyhawks Coaches Corner, brought to you by Skyute Casino and TBK Bank here from the Glacier Club as the Skyhawks get set to host Colorado School of Mines this upcoming Saturday at noon at Ray Denison Field. 
You may have noticed the switch up. We are joined by Director of Football Operations, Conrad Willis. The, the man. I mean, I feel like I know you're important because you've got operations in your title. I have no idea what it means, though. What is well, your role on, in the staff? Well, first off, thank you for having me. Of course. Great to be here. Appreciate Coach Cox letting me on the show. So football operations, obviously, is a growing um, sector in the industry. College sports and college football in general have exploded, become such a big production, such a big operation um, recently, and definitely continuing to trend that way. So basically my job is to help Coach Cox and help the program overall with, I mean, large-scale projects, daily operations, just anything to help us be successful. So that could be recruiting, fundraising, video, equipment, really just trying to take all the moving parts and kind of take things off his plate and just help us be successful and help everybody kind of come together and win some games and be a successful program. So just give me a sense, like, let's use, for example, after you guys wrap up this final game of the season, it's going to be all about recruiting, for Absolutely. example. Like, what's your role in recruiting? So for recruiting, obviously, each coach has a territory. We'll all be hitting the road. Um, I'll help with some of the logistics of that, as well as visiting some of our local schools. So maybe I'll get with you. You seem to have the, the pipeline for all the, the local <laughs> high schools. Can we get that cut out? <laughs> I have the pipeline. <laughs> no violations. <laughs> but, um, and then also a huge role I'll play is the on-campus recruiting. So we've got, I believe, seven dates already set where we'll be bringing in some of our top prospects and guys we're really interested in. And obviously a lot of moving parts go into that and bringing guys from, you know, different states, cars from, you know, Phoenix area. So we'll be bringing guys in from all over and trying to show them the best of Durango and the best of Fort Lewis. So definitely be working on that. Speaking of best of Durango, it's your first year with the program. Yes, sir. Um, come from the D D1 ranks. You've had experience at University of Northern Colorado, yes, at Colorado State. Yes, sir. Um, what brought you to Durango? Uh, kind of like Coach Moore said, Coach Cox brought me here. So I was working in uh, – Fort Collins at Colorado State and had a mutual connection. So someone uh, put my name in the hat and was lucky enough for Coach Cox to give me a call and spoke with him a couple times and kind of came out here in the middle of July, right in the middle of camp season and right as things are really rolling. So it's been a great experience and I love Durango. So just really quickly, what's different about doing it at this level versus the operations game at, at a D1? Absolutely. So each school definitely has its own, um, you know, challenges, its own, you know, parameters of what needs to be done. And kind of you asked about football operations. It, in a sense, is an ambiguous term because each school, each head coach needs different things. Um, and I think the cool thing about being here and at this level is just being hands on in so many different departments, you know, getting to work with so many different guys and see all the moving parts come together. So a little more involved with everything. And it's a great experience. Cool. Well, thanks for being here, sir. Before we wrap this thing up, I mean, I guess we got to talk about School of Mines, number one regionally, number one nationally. Um, I, you know, looking at their schedule, it, it's not even that they've run through the RMAC, which is kind of a beast right now, but they beat number three, Grand Valley State. They beat number four, Angelo State. It almost seems like they were ramping up this year to be there this year. They're, they're a legit national championship contender. 
Yeah, I mean they're ranked number one for a reason. Yeah. They they've tested, you know, they've they've beat some of the better teams. So yeah, it's a great challenge. But it's still football. It's still D- Division Two football. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, we're we're gonna go through our process, uh, which we've been improving out here the last three weeks, and we're gonna attack them just like everybody else. We're just gonna control what we can control. And I know they're gonna be a, they're a real good team, but we're gonna play our best. So. That's that's our role in it. Yeah. Last week you talked about the importance of, or last show I should say, you talked about the importance of starting fast. You've done it each of the last yeah. two games. Yeah. Yeah. We we put an emphasis on it. We practice it. We talk about what we're going to do, and the guys buy into it. The players work practice hard. You know, uh, and you know they they take the coaching points, and so you know we've been able to implement that. We're going to try to do it again. So, I mean, you know, we. Uh, we respect them, obviously. They're a really good team. We, we haven't been able to win yet. Um, but we still got an opportunity to play football this Saturday, and we're excited about that. So, yeah, we'll, we're going to play our best. Yeah, well, good luck. And uh, thank you for making this Coach's Corner a thing as we get set to wrap up. I appreciate all you guys coming. Of course. Thank you. It has been the Skyhawks Coach's Corner on the Local News Network, brought to you by Skyute Casino and TBK Bank. We are, as always, hosted here at the Glacier Club. And until the next time, we'll see you on the field. 